Welcome to My Life Without Limits, a podcast that will bring an honest perspective from the disability community. Hosted by Carlos Gonzalez and Leah Eisen, you will be left inspired by success stories from those who live with daily challenges in an inaccessible world. Let's enjoy this journey together and learn from individuals with disabilities about living life without limits. Good day, everybody. This is um, Carlos, your host of the show. And I have my co-host. I was about to say second host, which is technically <laughs> true. Second host, but it's it's better to say co-host here. Uh, Leah, um, I just want to say, how are you doing, Leah, today? I'm, I'm doing really well. Thank you, Carlos. It is like super windy outside today. It is. And it's oh. like garbage day in the neighborhood. So our everybody's recycling is like everywhere. So we're going to have to go out and pick up garbage later, probably. Wow. That, you know what? That is true. It's garbage day and it's very windy outside. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I was looking outside the window at lunchtime and uh, my blinds were like hitting the, you know, mm-hmm. the frame, the frames. So yeah. I was like, oh. It is windy, even though <laughs> even though it looks out nice outside. It is kind oh, of oh yeah, windy. beautiful I, blue sky, but so much wind. I have not yet gone for a walk, but I'll definitely go for a walk this afternoon. Can yeah, guarantee that because it's it's beautiful outside. And for all of our audiences that are listening today, um, it might it's a, it's a Wednesday when we're recording this podcast. When yeah. you listen to it, it might be a different day, uh, but it's a Wednesday today. Uh, I actually had the opportunity to enjoy uh, this morning. I wake up with a, I was reading. I just wanted to say a little thank you to everybody uh, for, and, and I'm going to let Leah mention this. Uh, we had had a couple months now since April that we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. And we have, this is our episode number 14. Yeah. Uh, which it would be about my uh second part of my life story which yep. will be kind of kind of interesting kind of awesome and uh, but we want to thank you guys uh for your support on this 13 episodes with, with this one is 14 episodes but the previous ones are 13 episodes and i'm gonna let leah know uh or, or, or let leah uh tell us the audience all of us all of you about some interesting uh statistics that we that we that we saw that we got from from our from our spotify and our downloads uh yep. so leah take it away all right well i just checked the numbers today and we have 899 downloads so far which is getting us very close to a thousand i can foresee us being there maybe after this episode maybe after the next so thank you like that's to us that's huge because you know that's a lot of people to reach yeah yeah that was really a lot of people and and we really as leah said thank you so much we didn't really uh foreseen this before until until today and i think i think it's been such a pleasure to see all those downloads and uh, mm-hmm. thank you so much for the support and please continue to support us yeah. in, in, in the best way as, as, as you can. And uh, I hope you still continue to enjoy our journey because this is actually an amazing journey uh, that we're going through. Um, we're doing mm-hmm. it for we're doing it for you guys. We're not doing it for us. Uh, we're doing it for all of you who are listening. And, and that's always very, very, very great. Uh, at least that's how I see it. So, absolutely, uh, yeah. But but thank you once again for 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 listening today. And wherever you are, I hope you enjoy um, my second part of the story. Uh, I heard a lot of people saying uh, to me when I did my first part of the story, they're like, "Carlos, you you had so much more to say. We want to hear much more about you." Uh, I have received. There's a couple of messages that I received from from amazing people, 
in particular to one special person that asked me a couple of questions, um, a special friend who asked me a couple of questions and um, and uh, Leah has them and, and mm-hmm. that I have asked Leah to ask those questions. But before I, I go through those questions, I kind of want to take you take you back a little bit about my story about what we talked about in, in part one. Uh, part one was actually our first episode, so it might be a while since you're listening to that part one episode uh, because it was the first one. Uh, and I appreciate all the support on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted to talk a little bit about a couple of questions that people that are close to me have uh, asked me. They, they went and say, we need to hear more about what you went through when you were a kid, uh, what you went through when you learned how to use scratches, mm-hmm. uh, or what, what happened before you learn how to use scratches? Did you learn how to, how to use a walker first? Did you use a wheelchair? All those details that, are, that were not actually incorporated on, on, on part number one, I would mm-hmm. like to touch on, on part number two. And, and just to get, give you, get, get you back, I, and on part number, number one, I, we, we, we talked about how I was born in, in Monterrey, Mexico, how I was born premature, mm-hmm. and how I used, uh, or I, I went to for physiotherapy for 15 years. Now, what did physiotherapy has given me is like I mentioned in part number one, has given me independence, right? But that independence that it gave me was uh, challenging because people are like, well, did you learn how to use walker, uh, a walker right away? Mm-hmm. I, I was afraid of using a walker. When I first touched a walker, I didn't know how to handle a walker. I, I had no idea how to handle it. I had no idea uh, how to use it. Um, so the physiotherapy person who I went to for 15 years, she was the one that put it in front of me and said, you're supposed to push a little bit and then walk, push a little bit and then walk. But just like a baby, Leah, you might remember the first couple of steps that Audrey did. Yep. Um, when a baby does the first couple of steps, if you mm-hmm. remember, they get on two steps or three steps and then they fall. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and if you, like I said, Leah, you might be able to explain this a little better, but you have your, your kid who is learning how to walk at months, nine months, 10 or month 11, or maybe one, depending on how fast the kid is walking. But as a mother, you're always like, come on, you can do it. You can do mm-hmm. it. Right. And, and, yeah. and you can, you can go and, and, and they see the two, three steps and then they fall and, and, you know, they fall and then the mom claps and say, hey, yeah, everyone goes, you know, yay. Hey, right. <laughs> and then, you know, and, and the same thing, they, they continue going until yeah. finally the baby finds the balance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as, a, as a kid with CP, as you guys all know, I didn't have that opportunity. You know, right. I didn't have that opportunity until I was five or six mm-hmm. when I started to walk, you know, and kind of get the two steps going to five steps at the age of six and seven most of you guys who who are able body who don't have cp who are listening or who don't have any type of disabilities you guys might be thinking well obviously i don't remember the stage of one to two but some of you who have children who mm-hmm. is listening you remember you remember your child your child walking uh yeah. in the first couple like the first couple of steps you know yeah. and and it's the same way. I, I started to walk, you know, without any support, two or three steps. And, and I realized that I needed some support. So that's why I used the walker. When you touch yeah. a walker, you're like, it's something new. It's something, mm-hmm. it's like a kid with, with a new toy. They, yeah. They're curious. They don't know what to do. Some of them are fearful because they're like, oh, I wonder if this toy is going to jump on me or something, you know. Uh, it's the same thing. I wonder how I'm going to use this, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the physiotherapist goes, just push it and walk, push it and walk, right? And and continue to push it. So, there was 
there was times that I was frustrated and there was times that I was, uh, that I was, I wouldn't say mad because I wasn't mad, but I was frustrated. And, but I did have a huge, and, and once again, I talked about it in the first part of, of my life story, a huge love support in the background from my family, mm -hmm. from my grandparents, from my extended family, from my brother and sister who were, well, in, sorry, in this case, my sister who, um, but at, at the age of six, my sister was only three. But after right. afterwards, when I was still using a walker, um, when I was already older, uh, I think I, I remember I used a walker until I was 11. Mm -hmm. uh, I always have the support of my, of my family of saying, you can make this happen. You can make this, you know, push, push the walker. And if mm -hmm. you fall, if you fall forward, because part of, part of the things that I used to do is if you ever see me falling, I fall like a, like a, if you have a pencil and you put it standing up, mm -hmm. it will fall like, boom. And it will fall yeah. like, like gravity. There's no, there's no gravity to stop it. Yeah. So when someone like Leah, for example, or somebody who does not have a disability, who's able to run and walk falls, you usually bend your knees yes. and fall backwards. Yeah. Or when you're falling forward, mm -hmm. you usually try to bend your knees and put your hands on. Yes. I, I couldn't fall. I couldn't, I couldn't, when I was pushing my walker, sometimes you push a walker too far, too far that it just, you just go, it actually kind of funny because you push it too far <laughs> and just, it, it kind of, you fall like a, like a table, like boom, hit it. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. So the, if you're laughing, I'm going to laugh too. <laughs> well, because you got to laugh at your own disability. I you know. Gotta, you you got to laugh at your own, you know, it's kind of funny because you, you fall like a table. And so the first thing I had to learn how to do is, is put my hands on, on, on front of me and, and, yeah and kind of soften the fall, you know? Um, it's like a wrestler. I think wrestlers do that, right? In the WWE, when they go, you know, to fall or something, they're taught, you got to put your hands out to kind of absorb that impact. Absolutely. That's actually, I never thought about that, but you're right. Wrestlers, <laughs> you're <a> wrestler. <laughs> right, wrestlers do that. Uh, you know, they, 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 they end up falling to to soften the fall and yes i am yeah. a wrestler at hand. <laughs> and uh so um i i learned how to do that at first and it was it was like i said it was funny because uh the the walker part it was it was scary like i mm -hmm. mentioned but at the same time i wanted to break that barrier of fear and yeah. just push it and I knew that that was going to give me some sort of independence and my parents knew that that was going to give me some sort of independence and and I did right it yeah. gives me that independence from like age 6 to age 11 12 ish mm -hmm. that's when I started to use crutches now people heard about could you explain a little bit about why do you change from a walker to crutches and what did it make you decide to do that and that's mm -hmm. a good question because at first I was like, well, it's fearful. I, I already went through a challenge enough to learn how to walk and walker. I don't want to go through the crutches again. But then once again, you have your parents who are supporting you, who are pushing you, who are loving you and who are telling you nothing is impossible. You can do this. And if you fall, you get up. Just as a side note, when I came to Canada, and I'm going to go back into what happened in Mexico, but when I came to Canada, when I fall down for the first time, this I don't think Leah ever heard this story, but when I fall down at a, at a high school in Chowood Park, mm -hmm. uh, the first time I fall down, I, my teacher just heard a big boom, you know, big loud <laughs> bump in, yeah. the, in the hallway. And he's like, are you okay? And I was just laughing because every time I fall, I usually just laugh. Yeah. Right. Because like I said, I laugh. I have I laugh. seen it once. Yeah. You, you've seen my falls. One time. Yep. Before. So I, he heard this big humongous wow. And he goes, Carlos, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm just visiting the floor. So every time, every time, 
I fall down, I always learn that I'm saying the floor miss me. I yes. Need, you know, <laughs> I need to say hi to the floor. You yep. know, and and so that is the side note. I, I learned how to how to walk with, with crutches in Mexico with a lot yep. of falls. I fall a lot. Now, what happens is when I fall, I didn't stay down. I got up. Okay. And, yep. and the, there were sometimes that the heart, the falls were hurt. Mm-hmm. They were not like soft and nice. And, oh, that's fine. No, they were, they were <laughs> some, some falls. There's not pillows around you all no, the time, no, as much no. as I'm sure you would love. But. <laughs> exactly. Like some falls were, were hard and some yeah. falls were some scratching in the knees and, you know, and stuff like some falls were hard. And mm-hmm. I couldn't go and say, uh, my leg hurts or uh, my knee. No. Get up, get up and continue to walk. Yeah. Because if you don't get up and continue to walk, you won't walk at all. Yeah. It would be easier for me to grab a chair and sit down in a chair. Once again, no, no, I have nothing against to the people who are in the wheelchairs. I love people. There's so many people who I know who use the wheelchairs. Of course. Yeah. And, and I love them to pieces because they use that, that wheelchair part to have some sort of independence or have full independence. Yes. Yeah. And that's something I respect. But I myself as a personal you know, Carlos personal did not want to use a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I was always encouraged to wheelchairs are kind of bulkyish. I mean, mm-hmm. my biggest dream, and this is another sign note, my biggest dream is to have a wheelchair that floats, you know, and people like a little who, hover who are hover like <laughs> who are like just just going on a wheelchair. They just they just like they just go and float. They're kind of like that Iron Man suit. You know, yes. <laughs> but on a on a wheelchair type of thing, right? Yep. So then they can they don't have to go in the trouble of getting up the steps and you know and like getting carried by somebody. They can just like push a button and you can just blow. Yeah, just go. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, if that ever happens, I might change. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, um, Back to the Future. They had the skateboard that hovered. I mean, isn't that supposed to be in twenty twenty? <laughs> Wasn't that the year <laughs> or something 20 something and it yeah there should have been something like that already but and i'm thank, sure there is th- it's just you. yeah getting it out to market thank you for bringing that up because i i didn't re- remember That's the first that. thing i thought of i was like oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they, well maybe we should uh, if there's an engineering out there who wants to do a, a project on floating wheelchairs or floating skateboards <laughs> <laughs> you'll be the first test subject Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I will. I will put myself to be the tech subject. No problem. Um, no, but I had a lot of of great life experience when it came to my crutches and when it mm-hmm. came to my walker. And just to 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 let people know, and what the lesson that I want people to learn from this little two stories between my crutches and my walker is that both of the both of the tools that I used to walk, they were not easy to use. They mm-hmm. were not easy to learn. You need to have a certain type of thinking, a certain type of, of mindset to be, yeah. able to, to be able to learn, learn those two. And yeah. the lesson of it here, of this particular, and I'm not done this show yet, but the lesson of this uh, points are that every person needs to have some sort of that kind of mindset. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, even with, with the situation we're living in with COVID right now, they're like, they have a little scratch in their leg and they're already, they're already wanted to give up. Mm-hmm. They don't want to get up, up on their chairs. They want to sit down and, and don't do anything. And you know what? I have no problem with that. If your body is actually calling you, we, we talked about it with, with Jessica uh, mm-hmm. regarding body, body, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Leah, but I think it was body listening to your body, right? Yeah. So if you are in pain, you are allowed to rest and mm-hmm. it's, your, it's your life and you should rest. Yeah. But sometimes you have to get out of it. Most times I should say, you should be able to get out of your comfort zone Yeah. and, and, and push yourself yep. to, to, 
to be somebody better than you are today yeah. right and that's that's the lesson with the crutches because mm-hmm. i have so many people saying oh you won't be able to walk with one nurse in the united states said to my parents he will not be able to walk with crutches mm-hmm. ever yeah and i said i said to my dad she's giving me this person is giving me a challenge without even knowing that she's giving me a challenge yeah. she's telling me that i cannot do it and mm-hmm. I'm going to prove her wrong. Yeah. My answer was in four weeks of falling, of being supposedly scared. I was scared, but mm-hmm. I, I, I broke that fear out of it. In four weeks, I learned how to walk with crutches. And I moved from my tricycle, which I call it the Batmobile. Because it looked like it looked like the Batman mobile. It looked like a little Batman thing. Yeah. But I call it the Batmobile. And and a lot of my my friends at, at that school they used to uh, they used to have a lot of fun with that little tricycle Batmobile. Uh, I moved it to the point mm-hmm. of using that to my from from that to my crutches in four yeah. weeks. Wow. And then I thought. And then I thought. Oh, well, they're not going to use my equipment anymore to have fun. Oh, no, they still did. Still did. They they use my crutches to play baseball with nuts. Oh. (laughs) Right. Yes. But you can see, you can see how, how I was growing, I grew up in a culture in Mexico to leave that we make fun of my own disability, not to make fun not to make fun of myself and to make me feel badly about it. Mm-hmm. But if you make fun of your own disability, it's not putting yourself down, but you're enjoying yeah. your, You're enjoying your life to the point of like, I'm falling, I'm laughing. Yeah. Yeah. There's sometimes that I'm going to fall and I'm going to hit my head so hard that, that I'm not going to laugh. Yeah. But most times if you, I mean, Leah, you know me, uh, you saw that one fall that I had and, <laughs> and was I crying? I was laughing. <laughs> You were like, laughing. I was laughing. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and so, because that's the way I, I, I like to be sometimes, you know, I like to be like, yeah. okay, well, if I fall, I fall. But if it hurts, there's going to be some times that I'm going to, yes, I'm going to say yes, it, it, it does hurt. Mm-hmm. Now, the older you get, the, the harder it is to heal, right? Mm-hmm. From a bruise, from something. Yes. Yeah. So I'm a little more cautious now mm-hmm. on, on falling because i'm not a 25 26 year old kid or 22 year old kid anymore i'm like just as brad i was on a podcast with brad barco called the journey the other day mm-hmm. and he said to me well you know you're almost reaching 40 you know that and i'm like yep. <laughs> i'm like oh yeah why did you say that <laughs> you know but at the same time i was thinking you know what? Actually, my 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 out loud response was, "What are you talking about? Forties is the new thirties. That's right. right. So forties <laughs> is the new thirties. So I, I enjoy, and they both laughed pretty much because because I said that. So, but anyways, I extended a little bit myself, and I don't know if this is the the way I was. I wanted my my second part of the story to go, uh, was that that uh, how i use some equipment mm-hmm. uh to become independent to reach out yep. to, to canada right when yep. i reach out to canada one of the one thing and i'm going to take two minutes on this people did ask me well what happened when you come from mexico to canada walking wise weather wise challenge wise yeah with, with crutches Big difference. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a huge difference and i mean i i will tell this story in about three minutes but there's actually two two stories that i have in mind one of them is when i first touched snow in canada it it was like oh my gosh what am i gonna do right Uh, (laughs) what's what's going on what am i gonna do even i do that when i see snow falling i'm like oh my god what am i gonna do what am i gonna do how am i gonna handle this (laughs) how am i gonna walk right so but i touched the snow and i was like you know what i'm gonna take it as mm-hmm. I took things in Mexico, 
as yeah. a challenge and if I fall I'm gonna be like hi snow how are you doing you're cold <laughs> you're cold but I'm saying hi to you today just getting to I'm, know you a little better I'm just getting to know you right so and and that's what I did I yeah. took it as I'm gonna fall and I'm gonna say hi I'm getting to know you snow mm-hmm. uh, and 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 I enjoyed it I I learned I always said that walking in the snow is one of the h- hardest things Walking in the snow with crutches and mm-hmm. with minus 30 outside mm-hmm. is one of the hardest things a person can do. Yeah. And I, I don't like to put myself in the spotlight and I don't like to put myself as a, I'm a superhero here because <laughs> I think everybody's a superhero, but I'm extremely proud of myself. Absolutely. I'm extremely proud of myself of being able to walk with crutches yep. on the snow. Yes. On the snow, I minus Absolutely. 30. Absolutely. Yep. I minus 30. Yeah. Right? To go on a normal bus, I minus 30, because I have done it mm-hmm. before COVID. Before COVID, people yeah. who are hearing this podcast, they are able to prove me, like to actually back me up on this. Yeah. I was waiting on the bus for the bus outside, I minus 30, using the crutches mm-hmm. to go to my house. Yeah. I did. Yes. So a lot of people, even Leah, has said, well, uh, Kimberly, who used to be with us, but she has moved on to greater greater things, and we wish her all the best. Mm -hmm. Uh, She did say, sometimes it's better for you to use a wheelchair or something in the wintertime or a scooter or something. And a a lot of people, they have crossed their mind. They have said, absolutely. I asked you that once, too, when you had to go get your taxes done. And. I was dropping you off and it was not close enough for you just to walk down, but it was close enough that I thought, well, if you were in a scooter or a wheelchair, mm-hmm. you would go. And then that's when I asked you, like, have you ever thought? And, and it wasn't like for all the time, but have you ever thought of having like a, a scooter or something on hand for when you want to go zip over somewhere really quick. And then, but I've come to really understand that then you would never leave it. No. You know, you would use it all the time, which for some people, that's what works for them. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly. not for you. And that's okay. Everybody can pick what they want to pick. Exactly. Do what they want to do. But for you, you were told once you would never be able to use crutches. And now that's what you're doing. Yeah. yeah I was it. I was never able to say, or there, I was told I was never be able to use crutches. And I did. And, yeah. but it's true. If I sit down in a scooter, I would not mm-hmm. get up. But yeah. at the same time, the reason why I don't sit, because I, I, I got offered a scooter for free. Mm-hmm. I did. And, and I mean, I was willing to pay for it regardless, but I got offered a scooter for free. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 in order for them to give it to me for free, there was a condition, if you want to say it. The condition was, that I needed to use it 24 hours a day, or I needed to use it four hours a day. People know me. As Leah said, whoever chooses to use the scooter to move around, that's completely fine and that's completely okay. Or a wheelchair, or a wheelchair, you do you, just as Leah just said. But people who know me, they know that I would say no until the moment that I'm crawling in the floor and that's when I need a wheelchair or that's yeah. when I need the scooter, which I hope it doesn't happen until I'm at 75, 80, yeah. 85 or something yeah. like that. Right? Until then, I'm going to still use scratches, even if it's a minus 30. And even if 3000 people are freaking out about the weather and you still do <laughs> and me falling off, freezing uh, rain, Carlos is freezing, rolling his way all the way up the sidewalk, even though it's icy and yeah. <laughs> exactly so i'm just like i'm going to continue doing it not because i want to tell people that i'm a superhero which some people think i am Mm -hmm. but but i also want to show people that if you have the willingness to do things Mm -hmm. if you have to push the push to go and do things everything everything can be possible yeah everything can be possible yeah so Anyways, Leah, I want to let you ask a couple of questions that you had. Yeah. One, a couple of them were brought by myself that I was uh, 
that um, they were asked to me mm-hmm. and then a couple of them I think you have in mind I don't know but anyways yeah what are some of the questions that were asked uh, from our social media well we have a question wondering Carlos what is your biggest fear oh I would be lying if I tell you that I don't have fear. I think I think I do have fear a little bit on two things. I think one of them would be uncertainty, not mm-hmm. knowing what not knowing what's happening, uh, what's coming up. Mm-hmm. I I don't really I, I have that biggest fear. Yeah, you're a planner, right? You like to plan. I like to like plan. Like you like to know, okay, here's, and I'm making it hard for you today <laughs> to try to plan when we were going to record this because I've gotten busy with work and there's just so many things and we got vacations to take and all that. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, I just want to talk to you and figure out when we can do this. And I'm yeah. like, let's just do it tomorrow. Let's just, you know, I got to do this and let's do that. And yes, no, but you're right though. It's It's kind of like, it's nice to know what, and that's what's next and, and anxiety and it's it's <laughs> it's it's not well eh, it, i would say it has a little bit of anxiety it but at the same time <laughs> i i like to plan and i don't like uncertainty i don't like yeah i like people are like so you don't like change i do like change yeah but i like to know what's coming up i like yeah. to know yeah i i, I like surprises but mm-hmm. at the same time, I, I don't like too much uncertainty. Yeah, and surprises that's... that are wrapped up in paper and bows are nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but not the life is going to throw you a curveball surprise. Which I'm learning to this day that life is always going to throw you a curveball. Mm-hmm. And you always have to be ready for a curveball. Mm-hmm. You always have to be ready for the curveball. Always. So I'm working towards... Uh, not working, but I think I'm getting way better at mm-hmm. when, when life throws you a curveball to 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 throw the curveball back at somebody else. Not not to throw the curveball back at somebody else, but to, to kind of imagine you're playing baseball with somebody or football yeah. with somebody and toss the ball back and forth. Right? Yeah, you're kind of so, redirecting yeah, so, the curveball so re- Redirecting yeah. it, have fun with it, take, mm-hmm. the, best, take the best out of it. Um, and, and so it's so yeah, one of my biggest fear is uncertainty, and the other one is loneliness. Mm. Uh, uh, that's 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 a fear that I have. I, yeah. I not that I don't like being alone. I I live alone for a reason, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I don't mind living alone. I think uh, living alone gives you some sort of independence. Mm-hmm. But you also get to see your friends having you know partners, companions, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know. Uh, couples and so on and so forth that you want 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 that eventually and I know I know that's going to come eventually so I'm not really I'm not really like super like like oh I'm so desperate no no I think I'm very calm very patient yeah I like I like to believe that I'm very patient with things yeah and so yeah but but the second part of it the second biggest fear is the loneliness yes is being this this might sound funny but i don't i wouldn't like to to die alone oh oh no you know i i don't i wouldn't like to die alone uh when i'm called home um mm-hmm. which a lot of you know what home is um i i would like to have somebody with me i would like to have yeah family friends you know um hopefully Absolutely. hopefully somebody in my life um yeah, because I don't think nobody would like to to no. to, to die alone. So that's, no. those are my two biggest fears that I kind of. No, that's have. understandable. I remember my grandfather at the kind of the right in the middle of COVID when everything started happening. And I mean, he's older, you know, getting to be into his 90s. And he said that was the one thing that worried him the most was that he would get sick be in hospital and not have anybody with him. Mm-hmm. And he said, if I get COVID and I'm going to die from COVID, I will be, we will be putting a hospital bed in their condo and family will be there. Like that was his biggest fear about all of this was being in a hospital and not having anybody there with him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that's, 
yeah, that's a fear that I can fully understand. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm glad I'm not alone in this one. No, <laughs> because no. yeah, I think I think it will be. I, I I I'm a people's person. You know me. Yeah. So so I I like to please people and I I like to see people uh, around me, not like not twenty four seven because everybody needs their own space. Yeah. As everybody who is listening or yourself, Leah or myself, yes, you, you, need, you need your own space. Yeah. But I'm a people's person. So I would love to have people with me for sure. Yeah. I understand for, that. For sure. All right. Another question we had is Have you ever experienced heartbreak? Yes. I, I have actually. And it didn't, I think it was a long time. Wow. Well, yeah, it has been a long time ago that mm-hmm. I that I experienced heartbreak, but uh, relationship wise and and family wise, I think it's the yeah. relationship wise wasn't really as bad. Um, it was just a couple of days. Uh, that was a long time ago, mm-hmm. and I it, it it was tough because at the end of the day, uh, family was. I think I think the family was what when my when one of my family members like passed away. Mm-hmm. I, I was probably thirteen years old um, when this particular person passed away, and 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 that particular person hit my heart really mm-hmm. really hard. And the other heartbreak I think it was when I lost my grandma on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't long because my grandma, my, my family has always, and, and I don't want to get into too many details about this because it's just a family personal matter, but my family has always taken, and, and this is part of my personality. They, they always taken the positive side of things of everything. Yeah. When my grandma passed away, she, she lived a very good life. She lived until yeah. she was 94. So when my grandma passed away, we were kind of ready because right. we kind of knew that she had left a really amazing life mm-hmm. and and we took it we, we took it like that but and this is something that, that that people don't know about it but when i when i suffer from heartbreak or or grief mm-hmm. or pain it's usually not because of me it's because of what other people might be feeling yeah uh, i feel what other people feel kind of yeah P- people might think you're crazy carlos how do you do this but i do i, I think it's I, called being an empath uh, or something being, like being, you can have empathy empathy because you if i go through something you, you will feel it so you can have empathy yes you know not just sympathy but empathy not, yeah. not just sympathy but empathy so i have a lot of empathy for family for people that I know, for friends, even for people that I don't know, mm-hmm. for people who are distant, yep. or for for like a friend, friend, sister, or friends, uncle, yep. or friend, and I feel I feel it mm-hmm. because I feel their. This might sound ironic, but I feel their heart. Yeah, I feel I feel how how they're feeling in yep. a way, right? So that's called, as you said, that's called empathy. So I think the, the biggest part when I lost my grandma was. And why I was heartbroken is because I knew that some people, even though we were prepared for it, they were mm-hmm. going to feel a little sad for just a Absolutely. few moments, for just a few days, for just a few moments. But it's still hard for me to handle. So at the end of the day, it wasn't that much of a heartbreak. Well, it was, but it wasn't. So what I mean, it was, but it didn't last as long to recover from it. That's what I meant. It didn't last as much to recover because my grandma had something really cool that she said to me um, before she passed away, like before she even, a couple of years before, I think when she was 85, she said, Carlos, if I ever passed away and you're not here, know that I'm watching you from above. Yeah. So when she said that, when I remember that, my heart was like at peace. My yeah. heart was fine. And, and I completely get it. But those were the two kind of, times where I kind of felt uh, relationship wise, I've never been really uh, heartbroken for longer than a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has never been, uh, not because I've never been in love. I have been actually very, very, very into uh, 
a person uh, a long time ago. Uh, but it just happened that I I can get mm -hmm. I can I can one of my biggest traits, which you might know, Leah, I'm not sure, is that I, I try to recover from things fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. you yeah. know, I try to recover from things fairly quickly because I like to look at positive things. Yeah. I like to look at the best out of everything. Yeah. I do have time to grieve when yeah. I need to grieve. Give yourself that time. Yeah, good. But but I try to recover more so than, than dealing yeah. or dwelling in the situation. Right? So. Absolutely. No, that's good. You don't have time to, you know, like you've got other things to accomplish and, um, you know, you're always fighting for other people too. So it's, it's kind of that motivation, right? Like you can't sit and dwell because you've got goals to achieve and you've right. got, you know, and, and I think that maybe there's more pressure on you to get up and achieve those goals. People expect it of you, mm -hmm. you know, but at the same time, as long as you're, that's like, I tell my daughter, you know, go through the feeling that you ever need, that you need to feel and then move past it. You have to some point, get out of it. Exactly. If it takes longer, that's fine. But yeah, the world keeps going, right? The world keeps stopping. going. The world is not going to stop. And like I said, if it takes you six months to dwell, go for it. But yeah. if you have some goals and you're able to dwell or to, to go through it as as fast as you or 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 however however it takes you to dwell on yes. it, yes, yeah, then it will take you to dwell on That's it. But for, for me, I try that that it takes me a little a little less time. Yeah. And because like you said, I have goals, I have people to fight for, I have life, life it's it's good to never give up like to continue to fight for other people mm -hmm. the 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 day that people find the day that leah for example if i put you on, on the spot the day that you lose your fight that, that you lose your your purpose of fighting of what you're mm -hmm. fighting for is the day that that you're gonna you're you're not gonna find sense in your life yeah if you right. continue if you continue to fight for whatever whoever you you love or whoever you you it doesn't have to be even part of your family i mean if it's part of your family that's that's fantastic but even if it's somebody who is not part of your family yeah continue, continue to fight for it right? yeah continue to to fight for it and push for it and and you're going to be able to reach those goals yes in a way, right? so, absolutely yeah, yeah. and sure. coming off of that because you did you know independently came to canada on your own and everything did you ever at any point feel like just giving up and going back home to where you would have people around you to help you or like, you know, just to give up and say, you know what, I'm going home. It's easier. Or like what made you just continue to stay? Yeah, there, there was a couple of times, mostly this year, this year has been, well, actually not this year per se, but last year, last year. with mm -hmm. the whole COVID thing, it kind of make make me wonder if it would be better off being at home, yeah. Because I had nobody to talk to. I had, uh, well, I shouldn't have said that. I have a lot of people to talk to. Well, yeah, but, but you don't, you, know. you don't have, uh, your your. I didn't have my family here where, yeah, where I can get a hug from. Mm -hmm. uh, my mom, my mom always said to me, my mom and my dad, they always said, Carlos, the greatest part about technology is that you guys can see us mm -hmm. close, uh, as, as if we were there with you, because that's how technology is. And I go, yes, but there's a situation when you need a hug, mm -hmm. it's different. You need, yeah. you need a physical hug. Yeah, you do that contact with somebody. You People need, need that human physical contact, even if it is just a hug or someone's hand on your shoulder. Yeah. You know, like just to say, hey, it's, you know. Somebody, yeah. a, hand on, a hand on your back. A hand you on feel your real. Shoulder. Like you, you kind of almost are like, yeah, it makes you feel real again. Exactly. It makes you it, it, a hug or a pat on the back or whatever. It makes you feel nice, right? And mm. I don't, I didn't have that, you know, I didn't have that possibility. Uh, what COVID has done is if you, if you know the Latin American culture, we, when we go say hi to somebody, we're very 
very we go give a kiss in the cheek or whatever mm -hmm. to the other person even if we don't yeah. know the person to introduce ourselves COVID took that away yeah for sure COVID took that away COVID took away the hog part of it the handshakes yeah uh, the, all that stuff so the the meeting people face to face yeah all that away it took that away from 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 me from from everybody not mm -hmm. only me but from everybody so imagine yeah. being being like that and then be like okay you're living by yourself uh mm -hmm. you're living on your own you can't see people other than virtually speaking but then i realized something hugely and what what makes me realize that i shouldn't go back home and that i should keep fighting here is that i wasn't alone in this battle everybody was dealing with the same with with similar situations that i was mm -hmm. dealing with right some of yeah. them did some of them did have a husband or a wife or or somebody with them or a daughter or or a pet or a cat but they yeah. were dealing they were dealing with similar situations at the same time my friends back home and they, and they know who I'm talking about my best friends back home they grab what's called an app called house party mm -hmm. which I, I hope we don't get in trouble for saying that no but <laughs> um but they grab a, 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 a app called house party who they started to talk to me every day yeah on the on the app and kind of video chat and Open kind of sponsorships say, yep <laughs> <laughs> we, we need sponsorship no come on, come on. they kind of they kind of um, start talking to me every day mm -hmm. which is something really really cool um in that regards that they talk to me every day and yeah. they they started to acknowledge and i told them i said you guys saved my life mm -hmm. you guys saved my time yeah the fact that they grab every day and make a commitment to talk to me for an hour 15 yeah. minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes an hour half an hour to talk to me every day my family also to talk to me every day kind mm -hmm. of or every second day you know knowing that i had them with me and knowing that i have such a support it saved my life mm -hmm. it, re it really saved my life and and i hope um a lot of people who are listening something happened to them in the same way mm -hmm. uh, or or the question that i will have for our audience i know you have one more question to tell us regarding the 13 episodes and what we have learned but um if you have if you're listening to somebody if you can tell us on our instagram page how did you survive or how did you live mm -hmm. the situation with COVID, or yeah. if you receive something similar that i received that they say that your friends people who are, who are close to you your family have saved your life by being in camera by being in conversations if you yeah. can tell us a little bit about that story that would be great because it would always be interesting for me yeah. to hear that and encouraging as well um you do have one more question regarding what we learn yeah from or how we do you, you you can you form yeah. that question because you have the question I'm just interested after you know we've had our 13 and now our 14th episode and we've met people of all types you know so far um has it from coming into it we talk about living life without limits has your perception on what life without limits means changed? And has it changed any of the goals that you have going forward? Um, just that we've been kind of taking a lot of it in and learning about it. You know, I, I and I want to hear your, your side of the story or your side of, of this question as well. But to me, I think that it definitely has changed. Mm -hmm. It definitely had changed. Uh, and it definitely have, I have easily and definitely realized that everyone has a different type of their own life without limits, right? Yeah. And we, we repeatedly said it on different episodes and different shows that everyone's life without limits is different. Mm -hmm. uh, and the fact that we had such a variety of people from 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 our nurse Christina, who she's amazing. From from Brad, 
who is an amazing hockey player. Uh, and th- I mean, he played hockey player with me and he has such an amazing story. From mm-hmm. from from this past previous episode, Tessa, which yeah. is also an amazing human being, uh, from different people, who, from Emily, who she brought such a great perspective about her yeah. life, from uh, Kim, who also brought a perfect perspective about her yeah. Her, her life so many people who have brought their own way of living their life without limits it has encouraged me to set up different goals mm-hmm. to set up different and it gives me the passion to realize that every story and I always tell this to people people call me an inspiration and I, I agree I'm an inspiration yeah but I also believe that Leah is an inspiration mm-hmm. I also believe that that Brad is an inspiration I also yeah. believe that yeah. Kim is an inspiration I believe that Christina is an inspiration I believe that every single person in this world uh Tessa is an inspiration mm-hmm. I believe everybody everybody's an inspiration yeah in, in this life so so it, it has changed to the point of we need to hear from so many people not only in the in the disability world world but around Mm -hmm. around every aspect of their life because we need we need to hear all the positivism that we could and all the challenges all the vulnerability that people go through because sometimes you hear only the positive side of the story but you don't hear the 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 hardest part of the story. Yeah. I mean, you guys didn't hear the huge background in Tessa's life, and I'm not here to 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 share it because it's her personal life that she has shared off podcast. Mm-hmm. But she did share a couple of challenges that she went through in this previous episode before yeah. this one, that you're able to see her vulnerability, right? Yeah. And we were able to hear Leah's vulnerability in her part one and hopefully in her part two coming up too, right? So mm-hmm. all these great stories, it changed my life to the point of it doesn't matter how you live your life without limits, you're still living it always and you're still living it on the moment. Yeah. Which is what I have what I have learned from mm-hmm. doing from doing 13 episodes. Yes. Of, of yeah. our podcast. What about you? What do you think? What do you think about the question that you frame? I've thought about it a lot, actually. And like when I think about life without limits, when it pertains to our work, it's always letting, you know, individuals with disabilities and CP know you can do anything, you know, no matter what you're not, your disability doesn't define you, you can do anything. And then when we came into this, where it's my life without limits, which then is now, oh, even able-bodied people like me, what does that mean? And my head always went so high and it meant taking a huge risk, like, you know, mountain climbing and jumping out of a plane and learning to horseback ride, like taking some kind of risk that you might've been scared of before. But now I've learned that life without limits is whatever you want it to be. Mm -hmm. It's not for anybody else to say, well, you don't live your life without limits because you don't go camping and you don't like the outdoors. So you're limiting yourself. Well, no, that's, that's your, that's your perception. My perception is that I don't need to do that. Like I, I, it's not a, it's nothing that in my life that I don't think, I mean, if I go for a hike and go camping, will it make me feel good? It probably will, but it's not what's going to really do it for me. Like Mm -hmm. that's not, you know, doing this podcast is exactly what it is. Getting my hair cut the other day, so much shorter than I've ever had it. To me, that was like a risk that I took because I have anxiety and I worry about what people think of me and how mm-hmm. I look and all this stuff. And I worry about aging and all these things. So that for me was, I'm going to push past this limit and not be so scared and do something different. Mm-hmm. And for some people, they might look at it and go, Oh, you know, Oh, you got your haircut. Wow. Whoopee. But for me, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. do that. Oh, so it's like, it's whatever we perceive it to be. And I think that's what I've learned the most because I did learn at the beginning. I felt like I don't live my life without limits, mm-hmm. but you know what? I, I don't know if we ever really do. Cause there's always going to be something right. 
I think I think it depends on what you're looking to how you're looking to live your life without limits. I think we all we're always living our life without limits. In my perspective, we're always mm-hmm. because we're always despite of what you're doing, despite of you're not you're you're extremely right. You're not it's not about taking a risk and going up in the mountains. I mean, I, I love going up in the mountains and I would love mm-hmm. to do that. But it's not about you doing that if you don't feel like doing it. It's about what you make you feel comfortable. And and we're yeah. always we're always living a life without limits in my perspective. I wanna yeah. I wanna close with, with with a video. I'm not gonna show it, but uh, yesterday I received a video from my family uh, on our family group about a writer who his family didn't um, his mom and his dad didn't really encourage him that he was going to do something with his writing. Mm-hmm. And, and his ending on, on the video was so good. He said, and here's, and I'm going to do it in one minute. Um, he was talking and saying that his dad, he said, dad, I loved, or even when he was eight years old, he loved to write. And the school was saying he, he was, um, what happened when you're, when you have trouble speaking and you're mm-hmm. like, uh, how do you say that when you're like, uh, 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 kind of like, Saying, when you're stuttering stuttering yeah he was mm-hmm. a stutter and he's still a stutter and mm-hmm. at school they say i love writing and he did all this stuff to summarize it to don't make it longer because it's a five minute video he he talked about when he went to school he received a bad grade from a teacher mm-hmm. um even though his story was about an, an alien or something a green alien and it was so great he did all the plots no grammar errors he was so good because he was such a good writer and the teacher still gave him a zero on the assignment Mm -hmm. and and he said teacher but what this is not the grade that i that i deserve i want to be a writer and i want to show this to my parents that i'm the he 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 the teacher laughed and he said you better not think about being a writer because you will never make it look Mm -hmm. at how you Look at how you talk, stuttering, and people make fun of you and all right. this stuff. He said, my teacher didn't believe in me. Mm-hmm. My, my dad, when I told him about being a writer, he's like, how are you going to provide for the family and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's good. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't support his son. His mom, neither. Mm-hmm. But the point of his story that he said that, if you think that people around you don't support you, there's only one, always one person that will always know and will always support you. And that's going to be you. Mm-hmm. You will always know yeah. what, your, what your limit is. You will yeah. always know if you can make it. What, what it really teach me on this 13 episodes is that each and every single guest that we had mm-hmm. up until now believe in who they are. Yeah. And that's why they're leaving a life without limits because they yeah. believe in who they are. They believe in themselves. They believe in the you. Even yeah. if people around mm-hmm. them, I'm not saying that all of them, people around them yeah. didn't believe in them. My family believed in me a lot. And most of the guests that we had, they have such a support a yeah. system around them but even though whatever had happened that the, themselves they believe in themselves yeah. and that's why that's why they're living a life without limits yes yes you're right and, and it, it it hits the really well from what you said it is not about taking risk it's about what you feel that is right for you yes yes that's right it's not for anybody else to decide what your limits are. It's up up to you. And if you don't want to have limits like you with your walking and stuff, you don't want to limit yourself. Nope. So you're not. And that's for you to decide. That's for me to decide. And, and that is, that is the lesson that I want to, that I want to teach today. I'm sorry. I didn't let Leah talk too much about it. Sorry, Leah. No, Uh, not at all. No. um, But I, I love what you, I, 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 I finish up with that, with what you have said. You said it very, very quickly. How, 
how it changed from living a life or thinking that you have to risk yourself, you have to go ahead. And then as Leah just said, no, you don't. It's all about our own lives. And that's yeah. how we're living the life. That's the that's how the writer said it. We yes. believe, if we believe in, if I believe in myself, I'm living my life. I'm living happy. Yes. If, exactly. If every each of our guests who has taught us what they taught me, each of them, mm-hmm. is that they have they are living their life without yeah. limits. Yeah. Even with their limitations, they are living yeah. their life without limits. You're right. right. So thank you Beautiful. so much. Thank you so much. Uh, Leah, thank you for, for the opportunity. Uh, sorry, I extended myself too long. Um, Ugh, what's new? <laughs> no, that's another thing I've learned though is there's never enough time <laughs> with everybody. Like you know, we we know that people's attention spans can only be so long to sit and listen to us talking and stuff. But there's never enough time. We could always have another hour with our guests. So maybe maybe in time we'll have some of them back on to to update and let it then fill us in on where they're at and i would love to i think i think there's a lot of people or most of our guests or all of our Mm -hmm. guests should be coming back for a part two and i'm gonna sit around with with leah here because i like i told everybody leah is the brain of the project uh i'm Mm -hmm. not kidding she's the brain of the project (laughs) so when i even though she says that sometimes she says spontaneous and Sometimes we do things spontaneously, uh, and and I'm a more of a planner. She's still the brain of the project, and and, and so I'm gonna sit down and talk to her about how we can bring our, mm-hmm. our guests once again for our second part. Uh, we are already coming up with ideas for a world 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 cerebral palsy day, yes. which is something that we are thinking about. We're 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 gonna be coming up coming yep. up October sixth that is and and yeah so there's a lot of uh, ideas that i have some surprises that that might come off my sleeve mm-hmm. and and Le- leah's sleeves as well so thank you very much to everybody who listened today thank you very much for taking the time to listen to myself to leah mm-hmm. if you don't want to be a guest once again visit our instagram page my life without limits yep. podcast uh message us from there let us know what you think about things. If we need to shorten our talks, if we need to make it longer, if we feedback, welcome feedback is welcome. But do a wanna... nice little compliment sandwich, compliment, critical, critical feedback, and compliment. No, I, I'm I, joking. I we're agree open. with that. No, we're <laughs> we're open to 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 negative comments too as well. Absolutely. Uh, well, we we have a thick progress. skin. Yeah, we yeah. we have work in progress. So thank yeah. you, thank you very much, thank you, Leah. Thank I you. really do appreciate it. Uh, and like I said, thank you for being such a the brain and the beauty. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you all next time. And remember to live your life without limits. Bye-bye.